G'day mate, Paul here. Bloody heck. So, I was just reading in the New York Times that there's, there's incredible unease out there because of the politicization of the US Supreme Court. And I'm just wondering, are you feeling uneasy about the politicization of the US Supreme Court? So if you were to weigh up your feeling of unease with the politicization of the United States Supreme Court and rank your feeling of unease on a score from 1 to 10, with 10 being just incredible amounts of unease, and then compare that with the amount of unease you feel with your morning wood or your afternoon wood or those inconvenient times you get the horn, where would you say you have the most unease. So is it with the politicization of the United States Supreme Court or is it in your relationships with the fairer sex? Or do you perhaps have more unease in your relationship with yourself or your relationship with God or your relationship with Torah or your relationship with your neighbors or your relationship with your employer? Like where is the unease? Somehow, uh, no one I know is feeling uneasy about the politicization of the United States Supreme Court. Of course, courts are political, right? There is no escape from the political, right? And the essence of politics is the friend-enemy distinction. So if you're uneasy about the... Oh, what the heck? If you're uneasy about the United States Supreme Court, then it's probably because it's not... Uh, it's not operating as a friend to you. It's not operating in the way you anticipated. But this gets back to the lofty question that, that I get asked when you operate in the rarefied circles that, that I operate in, when I'm floating around Beverly Hills, when I'm governing at, at Shaw. Like you get the question, like, do you rent or own? You know, where are you invested? How are you hedging against inflation? Right? If you're operating in the lofty circles of J-Swipe or Tinder, you're going to be asked, where are your investments? And from, from my perspective, the very best investment you can make is in radical love and inclusion. Right? How do you beat the benefits that come from steadily increasing your capacity for radical love and inclusion? Right? The best hedge against inflation Invest in your relationships with your family, your relatives, your friends, and your community. The best way to invest, right, with other people, right? Think about the beautiful community that we're building on here, right? 40 University, right? Maybe you've invested in the life of the mind at 40 University. Maybe you've invested in becoming a political philosopher, right? Maybe you've invested in taking my advanced course in the lessons of the Holocaust, Right? Maybe you've invested in, in delving into 17th century English literature, such as Leviathan by, by Thomas Hobbes. All right? Why not invest in the life of the mind, invest in community, invest in each other? Like people on this channel, they go to work for each other, they go to bed with each other, they invest in each other, they set up hedge funds, they, you know, they're changing the world. All right? the, the things that we're chatting in this channel, they will echo in eternity. Right, so people think, oh, to hedge against inflation, I need to get into buy some gold. I need to buy some real estate. You know, I need to buy some crypto. I need to you know, start a new business. 
I need a high-performing mutual fund. Well, the very best investment you can make is with other people, right? Friends are the very best investment you can make. Community is the very best investment you can make. Having a good relationship with your family is the very best investment you can make. What's the best way to survive an earthquake? Have good relations with your neighbors. Do you know the names of your neighbors? Like, do you know people on your block? Are you friendly with people on your block? Can you text people on your block? Right, that's the best investment for earthquake safety, crime safety, monetary safety, life safety. Absolutely nothing beats investing in other people. Investing in those relationships. So you got relationships then you've got a really solid basis for riding out most any storm. You don't have relationships, but you know, you've got all this money in the bank. You're not going to have resilience. Man, my, my screen keeps wanting to dim on me and, and like I, I'm, I'm dropping these, these bombs of wisdom. I'm dropping truth bombs here and, and my, my screen wants to go dark on me. How, how dare it? Right? So, I just hear all the time, like, oh, you know, where are you invested? I mean, these are the circles I run in, right? Like in Jewish life, like, you know, we're looking for, often looking to take care of, you know, our family and to take care of our community and take care of our synagogue and to take care of the, the causes that we're committed to and we take care of, of promoting, you know, the kind of politics and culture and a wider society that we're interested in. And so this, this requires money, but there's no better investment than in your family and it's not one of those investments that you can optimize right building investments with other people takes time like think about the countless hours you have spent on this channel and god forbid maybe not every single minute of your time on this channel was a scintillating uplifting inspiring awesome compelling experience Learn about the maximum domestic international ratios by cap-adjusted free flow. Bro, the best investments are with each other, right? The, the best friends that you may ever have are right here on this channel, right? Becoming a premium member of this channel. I mean, such a great investment in your future. <laughs> but, no, I, I live in California and people talk about you know, getting prepared for an earthquake, right? Oh, bloody hell, why is my screen going dim? And and that's all well and good. But, uh, bro, you can't trust anyone and most will sell you out, bro. It's America 2020, bro. Bro, on this channel, we have created a place of love and inclusion. Right? You cannot trust anyone 100% in, in all circumstances. You can't even trust yourself 100% in all circumstances. Just because people won't always act as you would like them to and as you expect them to, it doesn't mean that you can't have some trust. So, for example, I could have Elliot Blatt over and I don't believe he's going to steal anything. Now, Elliot Blatt may let me down in some other ways. He, he may, instead of coming on my live stream, he may go on some competing live stream. You can trust Halsey English Crypto Investments. Yeah, Halsey knows his stuff. Halsey is a very accomplished businessman when the when the s hits the fan 40 will share his stockpile of salsa with you and and protein bars but uh we have the best people in here don't we folks i mean the best i mean when we get together with each other we have a good time like there's just a sense of ease and comfort 
like red and yellow, black and white, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, atheist, agnostic, Baha'i, Buddhist. When we get together, we just have the best time. Like when I go to dinner with people on the show, when I go for walks with people on the show, when I go to the beach with, with people on the show, you know, when I get on the phone with, with people on the show, it's so much fun, man. And like having this fun place where we gather and we you know, kick back and, and, and we create a, a, a community, right? We create a safe space, all right? This is the circle of trust and you're right in the middle of it. I mean, that's, that's the best investment. I mean, people talk about crypto and, and real estate and I know that sounds cool. But next time someone asks you where you're invested, say you're invested in radical love and inclusion that you've invested in the life of the mind, right? Let them know that, that you've invested in 40 University, that uh, you've invested in mateship. Look, you can have this attitude of F all liberals, F all lefties, F BLM, F BMs, but a much healthier attitude is what do I have in common with other people? What do I have in common with Black Lives Matter? What do I have in common with Antifa? What do I have in common with communists and, and, and Nazis and Jews and Christians and blacks? Right? No, Bitcoin doesn't solve earthquakes, relationships, all right? I lack common sense. Yeah, what do I have in common with 40? Yeah, that's the way to go. What do you have in common with 40? I was just thinking about this the other day this is, this is a painful confession. It seems like most of my closest friends are nihilists. I mean, they're not the bad nihilists, right? They're not the nihilists who throw bombs. They're not the, the nihilists who make morally corrosive movies, TV shows, uh, you know, uh, social media content. No, these are, these are trad nihilists. But uh, what does it say about me that, that most, is it true? Most of my friends are nihilists. God forbid. God forbid. I mean, I'm even talking like outwardly orthodox Jews. I'm talking about, you know, outward trads. Well, they're all trad, but they're trad nihilists. So, ep epist they're not nihilists in the daily, hourly sense that nothing we do matters. But I guess they're nihilists in that they don't subscribe to any ideology. Like an, an ideology comes along and they may find it comely, they may find it attractive, and they just, they just, you know, wear it out, right? I, I could use much more vulgar language, but they, they look at the ideology, they try it out, they take it for a ride, right? It's like, oh yeah, going for a ride with this ideology. Then it's like, oh, a lot of shortcomings, a lot of holes in this ideology, and it's going to just going to put the ideology on the side. So I guess my, my friends are postmodern in the sense they understand that there's not you know, one over, overarching ideology that's going to unlock life. That uh, that they're nihilists in the sense that you know they don't believe that there's like a magic key for unlocking history or for unlocking how the world works. Uh, they're nihilists in the sense that they understand that there are many beautiful ways of leading a life. So if I had eight kids, I wouldn't have time to make this video right now. And, you know, part of me wishes, oh, I wish I was married. I wish I had kids, but I'm not down. You know, I'm not depressed. I'm not, 
going, oh, I'm not married. I don't, you know, don't, don't, don't really matter because I, I haven't reproduced. No, there are many ways to lead a life. And so I guess that will seem nihilistic to people. The, 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 you don't subscribe to, oh, no, there are these 15 ways of leading a life and I've got a hierarchy for them. And uh, so this is what matters most, right? So they're, they're nihilist in the sense of a deep, deep understanding of, of our own shortcomings. Uh, nihilist in the sense of, oh, I remember I was so enthused about Trump, right? Remember 2015, 2016, or when Donald Trump got elected in 2016, it's like, oh yeah, this is so exciting. And uh, he turned out to not be very good at running things. Now, Trump did a good job getting conservative justices on the Supreme Court, and he did a good, good job restricting immigration. But, you know, he was a child. He was embarrassing. He would have these fits of peak. You know, he got rid of a terrific attorney general, Jeff Sessions. He simply, you know, wasn't very good at managing things. He's never really shown much uh, leadership capability. If he'd simply taken the money that he got from his father and invested it, he would have been financially far better off. So nihilist in the sense that, you know, we've ridden these waves of excitement about political and cultural changes, and now we're feeling a wave of 2015 energy about Elon Musk. He's, he's buying Twitter, and you know, what amazing free speech is going to be unleashed because of Elon Musk. And then we, we recognize that, you know, Elon Musk, he has to, you know, operate under certain restrictions. And uh, he may not change the world by buying Twitter. Matt Forney took too much flack from the alt-right. He's disappeared from the Internet, it seems. Well, often it's very healthy to disappear from the Internet for a while. Jeff Sessions led Rod Rosenstein run all over him. Jeff Sessions followed his legal obligations and kept Trump out of trouble by following the law. Jeff Sessions was a great attorney general. He cracked down on illegal immigration. Does Matt Kavanaugh have the balls to end Roe v. Wade? I think he does. Kavanaugh looks like he lacks balls. Balls run the world, like Scarface says. That's why liberals run it. All right. My in-real-life friends are unaware nihilists as well. <laughs> so maybe a better word for nihilist is uh, some sense of humility some sense of, of the limits of our own perception and an understanding of the limits of our own ability to change things around us. I miss David Orini, says the chat. Jeff Sessions let that BS investigation go on for years because it wasn't his call, All right? Guys, please, God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, all right? That, that investigation into Trump's Russia ties was something that uh, Jeff Sessions could not change legally, all right? So let us accept the things we cannot change, change the things we can, and may we be granted the blessings to know the difference. So you can say, may God grant us that, different, that, that blessing or reality. You know, may, we, may we get in touch with reality, but... Uh, Best investment guide with each other. Right? Have people in your life who love you. To have a community, to have a synagogue, to have a church, to have, to have a, a mosque, to have a, a book club, to have a workout club. Why did Jeff Sessions have to appoint Rod Rosenstein as an open-ended uh, special prosecutor? Because that's just how reality works. All right. Trump got sidetracked by that investigation, but that's on Trump, right? I've been sued five times for libel. 
So when I've been sued, I can get sidetracked by being sued. It's no fun being sued, right? It's no fun being investigated. You know, it's no fun being the center of opprobrium. But it is on you to calm down, get serene, and just focus on changing the things that you can change and have acceptance for the things that you can't change, such as investigation. So maybe later today, I'm thinking of doing a video, seven tips for avoiding sexual slavery. Will you join me in victory over sin? Bye-bye.